0: This is the Secret Library Podcast. Welcome to Season 5, Making a Writing Life. Welcome back. This is Episode 2 of Season 5, Making a Writing Life. Today we're going to talk about the second of many obstacles I faced while trying to put writing at the center of my life. And that obstacle is one that I hear the most about from other people and other writers, which is time. Managing time, having enough time, spending the time we want on writing. This is the perpetual complaint. If only I had more time, I would get more writing done, and so on and so forth, which was definitely my mantra or my refrain for years and years and years. But I want to start us out right from the beginning by asking a slightly philosophical question, because everyone's answer is going to be different. And that is, what is enough time? What does that mean? And how do you know when you've reached the enough level? Because we have this sense of not having enough, but there isn't much clarity about what enough time for writing would look like and the way i ultimately had to break it down that made quite a difference to me was figuring out a couple of things in connection with time the first was what result was i hoping to get out of spending this mystical and elusive more time on writing you know what result would do you think that you would see or would you want to see if you had quote unquote, enough time. Because often the result that we're hoping to achieve is much easier to clarify than how much time it actually takes to get there. It's better to focus on the outcome you're looking for than trying to determine a quote unquote, reasonable amount of time that you think it will take to get there. The example that I always think of for this is if you've ever dealt with any kind of DIY home project, or if you've ever renovated a room or even, God forbid, an entire house, then often what seems to happen when I've witnessed other people doing renovation projects is that from the outset, there's this arbitrary, reasonable amount of time that's determined it will take to complete the project, without really assessing the reality of, you know, what's the supply chain look like right now? Are all the workers available? Is shipping running on time? Do we have all the tools, et cetera, et cetera? Are there mystery problems in the walls that we don't know about yet? And this looks like us thinking things like, six months is a reasonable amount of time for me to finish my book. I can write a draft in that amount of time, or, oh, I've got the holidays from my teaching job for, you know, over, over Christmas and New Year's, that's a reasonable amount of time for me to edit this draft, and so on and so forth. If you're nodding your head, you're not alone. But what would be easier is to think about what do I actually want to accomplish? Let's focus on that and not focus on how much time it's going to take, but rather break it down into steps And make some reasonable assessments about how much time we have to put towards that goal on a regular basis. The other thing to think about when considering the question, how much time is enough time, is to ask, how would you feel or how do you imagine you would feel if you were spending enough time writing you know, do you think that you would feel more connected to the project, that you'd be having more regular insight about what the project needs, or that it would feel more seamless or effortless, or that you'd just feel more creative or happier? It's probably a more effective method. Definitely, I've found this for myself, to in the moment think, what would make me feel a little bit happier right now while writing? And it often has nothing to do with the amount of time I'm spending. It often has more to do with, you know what, I would be a little bit happier if I had some tea right now, (laughs) or I'd be a little bit happier if I had different music playing than the music that's playing. And so we assign the job to time of making us feel happier or more connected, when in reality, Letting ourselves daydream about the book when we're out and about or making a few notes really quickly as we think of them will accomplish that goal of feeling more connected to the project. It's not always a lack of time that's responsible is what this boils down to. And so by asking the questions, what would I be able to accomplish or what result do I think I would get if I spent more time on my work and... How do I think I would feel if I was spending enough time on my work? If you have the answers to those, then I find there's much more effective next steps to take. And I found that shifting my attention that way made a world of difference. Because often those goals we have actually don't take as much time as we think if we're not torturing ourselves feeling like they're impossible and that we need hours and days and weeks and months totally free with no other commitments, which is never going to happen, by the way no matter who you are, it's not possible to get that kind of time. So we're just setting ourselves up to never get where we want to go. And it's not necessarily time's fault. So the next stage I want to talk about is the semantics of time management, which sounds super nerdy and opaque, but I can give you a really concrete example about why this is important. So when I first moved Germany, my German was not as good as it is now, which is not to say it's great at this point. But fewer, fewer people say to me in the middle of a conversation in German, I really don't understand what you're trying to say right now. So I will count that as a win. But well back in 2018, 2019, when I was first taking German lessons. And back when I was still doing this in person, it was a very much a a David Sedaris, me talk, pretty one day, kind of, kind of period of time, which I loved because I was in a group of people trying to learn German. And there's a lot about German that is complicated. And so there were people from all over many, many different European countries, but there was another American in my class. And at one point she said, directly translated into German, I need to make more time to do that because it's really important to me. And the teacher looked at her very funny and he said, can you say that again? And she said, yes, I need to make more time for that because it's really important to me. And he said, you can't do that. And both she and I kind of looked at him strangely and he said, what do you mean make time? It's impossible to make time. And both of us piped up and said, well, you can make time in English. And he said, nope not in German. You can't make time. There's only a limited amount of it. You can take time, you can find time, you can spend time, but you can't make it. It's, it's not possible for a human to make time. And there was something about this that made my head explode in such a beautiful way. And I realized that in many ways, The the sort of tyranny of American culture is constantly being inundated with the message that we need to make time for these things that are important for us. when that's actually impossible. So as soon as I let go of this idea of like, if writing really mattered to me, I would make time, kind of trying to turn myself into some sort of deity, I started to look at it with a different lens, which is, what if time was about choice? rather than having to make miracles every time you wanted to write. So what if it was about choosing what's important in that moment or what you want to focus on? So for example, I had been struggling to start my new novel. And even after all of these years and all of the time I spend on writing, I had told myself I need some big chunks of time to sit down and explore ideas for this novel. And I got sucked into wanting multiple-hour sessions when that wasn't at all realistic for where my schedule was in that moment. And also I realized that it wasn't necessary to have that much time to achieve what I wanted or to feel the way I wanted to feel about how the project was going. I started a project on Instagram this month called September Sentences, which was basically boiled down to trying to bribe myself to write more. And I had a student in one of my courses at one point who made it her goal to write just two crappy sentences a day. And I can never thank her enough for the phrasing because she didn't even need those sentences to be good. She just needed them to exist. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing and I've never forgotten it. And so in creating a, I hesitate to even call it a challenge, but more an invitation in September sentences, it was simply that even writing more than one sentence is worth celebrating. And so I started doing it myself throughout September and I've missed a couple of days, but for the most part, I've spent at least five minutes a day on the project, just writing a couple of sentences, exploring an idea or a potential scene or just a moment or even just an image that occurred to me in connection with this book. And as a result, I'm feeling the story develop. So my goal was I want to develop this idea and I want to feel connected to it. So that was the goal and the feeling. And I was able to accomplish that in five minutes a day. Sometimes, sometimes a little bit more, but I'm writing sometimes a couple of things. Sometimes I forget and I'm about to go to bed and I think, oh, I didn't do the sentences. And then I get up and scratch something down. But even doing that little was enough to feel connected to the book. So this brings me to another point, which often gets tangled up with time, which is that just because there's a lot of value placed on something and something feels incredibly meaningful to you it doesn't mean that that requires an unending amount or a huge amount of time to accomplish. There are plenty of things that are hugely meaningful that can happen in an instant. And so doing those things and being willing for things to be easier and simpler and take less time can be the difference between feeling really stuck and behind and allowing for there to be progress. So another question to ask yourself is, am I making this more difficult for myself than it needs to be? Or how would it feel to just do this for five minutes? Because the other thing is that more or less time is needed per day or per session based on where you are in a project. So if you're at the very beginning of a project and you're just starting to have ideas, there's not necessarily going to be several hours of work to fill because everything is so new and it's not clear yet. So that's going to be really short sessions. But once you're into the sense where you have a a clear vision of where the story is going and you have a lot of scene ideas, then you're going to want to sink your teeth in and you will want to write longer. But you don't necessarily need big chunks of time at the very beginning or frankly, when you're proofreading or doing little nitpicky stuff at the end, I found that those were very short sessions because I would get distracted and have difficulty focusing. So I did really short but more frequent sessions when I was proofreading and polishing the most recent book. So the question here is if you think about how much time you want to spend at the desk, you know, in drafting, especially the first draft a chunk of time is good because you have a lot to chew through. And so for me, being at the desk Monday through Friday for a chunk of time feels great at that point. But that doesn't mean it has to feel great every single day or at every single point in the project. So if you can manage to open up little windows of time along the way that give you enough of a connection to what you're doing, then there's a ton of progress that can happen. Also, when you're writing a book, you're not working on it consistently 365 days a year. When you finish a first draft, and when I finish a first draft, I need to set it aside and leave it alone for at least a month, if not longer. I used to feel it was much longer, but in crazy times, it feels like a month is a lot of time. So, a lot can happen and it feels like you've been away from it for a while. But I think of it a little bit like a loaf of bread, like you, you need that dough, but then you need to set it and let it rise and you can't force it to do it faster. So that's a period of time when you can turn back to other commitments and responsibilities and things that you maybe haven't had your full focus on when you've been putting more attention on the focus of the project. So If you can negotiate a little bit with what your primary focus is at different times, then this can be really helpful because you're not going to need the same amount of time every day that you want to write all the time. So if there are things you can delegate and say, you know what, maybe we change the sheets like we go an extra week or something before changing the sheets. Maybe um, we don't worry about cooking really elaborate meals. Maybe we, we do some batches and freeze things or keep things really simple. And if you can reduce other activities that you have to do, and then give yourself a little bit more of that time and put it back with the writing, then you can switch back and put your focus on other things as much as possible. Now, this could be micro switches, because people who've got young kids at home, you know, family members, they're taking care of really involved jobs, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera, This might be as little as, can I negotiate 15 extra minutes every day? But if you can, and you can do so by loosening the requirements in other areas, it'll be worth it to you in the long run. Um, Revision, on the other hand, needs a lot of space out daydreaming time and not necessarily quite as much sitting at the desk, powering through. It's a back and forth process I've found. And so it feels lurchy. So if you have, say, been a little bit lax on the laundry and so on, while you've really been working on a draft, um, laundry is miraculous for revision because folding it, washing it, gathering it, throwing it in there is exactly the sort of activity along with Organizing, filing, cleaning, showering, commuting, um, cooking, any of those kinds of things are wonderful for revision because it keeps your hands busy and lets your mind wander around. So, we want to remember one of the things that V.E. Schwab has said, I believe she said this when she was on the podcast, but she's definitely said it when talking about writing. And I think about it all the time is that writing is not just typing. So, when you're measuring You know, having enough time to spend on your writing and having enough time that you're in connection with your writing, make sure you're not only counting the time when you're physically, you know, have a pen in your hand and your notebook or you're typing on a keyboard. Because that's really the tip of the iceberg. That's sort of like when you're taking dictation from your creative self, but there's a ton of time when those other ideas are percolating and you're dreaming things up. So it's, it's really not just about when the dictation is happening, you know, it's the daydreaming while doing all of those other things. So if you can control When other things are happening, like if you can watch TV a couple fewer nights a week or cut back a little bit from scrolling, then those can give you extra minutes as well. And you don't want to immediately shove your brain full of entertainment whenever there's a gap in time that you're presented with. Waiting in line is a gift. Commuting is a gift, particularly if you're alone while doing it. Because having that headspace and and letting yourself wander around and tinker with the concept of your book, that's writing. And that can happen while you're doing things that you previously thought, oh, I need to check email or read some news or look at social media on my phone. Try to resist that because that time is time spent writing too. So once you see this as a choice and you start to claim little pockets for your imagination, then you can begin to find other windows where you're choosing to write, you know, like with making choices about TV or, you know, commitments that you feel like, oh, I have to do that. I have to go do that. Is it possible to say no to some things and work on your writing instead? I think about um, what Gretchen Rubin said In the happiness project, I believe it was in that book that she said that the days are long, but the years are short. I think right now it feels like the days and the years are long, and yet we don't always get what we want out of that time. We don't feel like we have control over so much right now. And so little tiny steps, if I can have a tiny bit more control and make a choice that feels good to me, even for five minutes. That goes a huge way towards feeling more empowered in your life. And it, it has a ripple effect. And you start to find additional pockets of time like treasure. So we all feel frustrated and impatient right now. So take yourself seriously. Take your writing seriously. And I find that not allowing myself to say I don't have enough time to blank has been a huge game changer. And thinking instead, okay, that's not a priority for me right now, or I have other things that are more important for me right now, at least I feel like I'm in control. Because I'm not always choosing writing every single day, or every single month. It's not always the top of the list. There are other things that happen. There are courses that I run, I've got clients, I've got family members, etc. But stating that, Okay, this is not my top priority right now, keeps me in the driver's seat. And I encourage you to keep yourself in the driver's seat as you consider your writing. And hopefully that will pay off. I look forward to speaking with you again next week for our next episode. In the meantime, you can stay connected by checking out the Instagram feed. I'm at caro Donahue and we do Instagram lives on Fridays at 9am Eastern time. So I hope to see you there as we discuss topics like these on the show. In addition, we have some companion YouTube content, which you can find via the links in the show notes. And to get more tips, recommendations, inspiration ahas and so forth you can join footnotes via the link in the show notes by joining footnotes you get to become a member of the secret library cafe which is our private member forum includes the opportunity for monthly q and a's which i answer for community members you hear about courses events and so on first and there's some really lovely opportunities to do virtual co-working and just connect with other writers around the world i look forward to seeing you in there and hope to hear from you soon